0: Did you know that the average North American spends the last 10 years of their life in a nursing home, not living longer, but dying slower at a cost of over a million dollars? And that only includes room and board. When you dream of retirement, is that what you dream of? Or do you dream of travel, quality time with family, having the energy to live life exactly the way you want because it's finally your time. Melissa offers the gift of health, which is critical for you to achieve any of this. She gives you the know-how tools and customized support to release the physical, mental, and emotional toxins that are bogging you down, causing dis-ease inside your body stealing your longevity. It's your choice to take control now to live the life you dream of and an added bonus of saving money and creating more time. Please welcome my guest, Melissa Dealey. Right, everybody, welcome to Money 911, where we talk about health, wealth, and peace of mind. And as you heard that amazing bio, this is all about health is wealth, because what good does it do if you don't have your health and you have lots of money, but you can't enjoy it, right? So we were going to drill down with Melissa and really excited to have you here and be able to share health because... What happened to me, and I'm sure a lot of you've heard the shows, and if you want to make sure that you subscribe, because we've got some great shows on the line here so you can get notice and tell your friends. I'm sure you heard me talking about some of my medical challenges that I had. I had a pituitary tumor and opted out of uh, drugs and surgery, and, and you know, I was in my late 40s, and it was kind of scary, actually, and I just prayed, God, what do I do? And it was prayer, fasting and cleanses. And that took me into a whole realm of learning about, you know, I've always been a vegetarian or vegan for no killing, but that took me into the opening up the door for health as wealth and learning all kinds of modalities. And Melissa, you are, you're an expert on all kinds of things, but I really like your title because I always ask my guests what kind of, if this was a mastermind, right? What would you name it? And you said, accessing your
1: inner magic, right? That's right. And we have this, it was given to us. It's our birthright. And yet it's not taught to us. And what I mean by that is accessing the power of our unconscious mind. And that's what most people don't even realize they have access to. Because we're taught in school about focusing on the conscious mind, and we think that we need to be in the conscious mind to be learning. Our conscious mind is where we do our thinking and our problem solving, etc., our goal setting. However, it's not actually even where we learn. We learn when we're tapping into our unconscious mind. And our unconscious mind has access to so much more than our conscious mind. Our conscious mind only has access to 10% of what's available to us. And the unconscious mind has access to the other 90%. Now just think about that for a minute. It's
0: incredible, really.
1: It is. And we're not taught the tools of the unconscious mind. And so this is what I'm really excited about to share with people, as well as the fact that you are creating your own reality every single day.
0: Exactly. Because as you think, right, it manifests and it's really intentional. That's what I found in my healing process. And I didn't finish my story, but after 10 years, I beat the tumor. It was a pituitary tumor. Yes. And, you know, thank God. And, and I did a lot of different modalities, but I found a lot of it had to do. I could see as I went back and just, you know, listen to the spirit inside. I found that a lot of that went back to. The way that I was processing what I was going in, the energy that I was putting out, I saw my brain was like a nuclear reactor. It was like creating all of that stress, right? That created the, the tumor. It, I mean, can't. I could see the link and that made me way more intentional to take time and listen, right? And and I know you do hypnosis and you do processes with people on a lot of things, but before we get there, I kind of want to get back into how, when you started your journey, what what got you into this and why are you so excited about it?
1: Well, I used to be in the corporate world until eight years ago this month, actually. And one day, Big Fish bought Little Fish. And after 24 years of service, I was given an hour to clear out my desk and Hasta La Vista, baby, and not even a word of thanks. Yikes! And so that was a real eye-opener for me. And I realized in that moment that I don't ever want to work for somebody else again, that whatever I do next needs to be more of service to the planet and humanity. And that I had no idea what that was going to be, but I was open to being guided. And so the first thing I was guided into was a company that specialized in brain supplementation. And I thought, well, this is interesting. I use my brain 24-7 and no one has ever told me I could do more for my brain. And I knew there was near epidemic levels of Alzheimer's and dementia over here, but I knew I had a grandmother over here who was 99 years old at the time, still living at home, perfectly cognitively functioning and looking after herself. So I knew I had good genes, but something made me ask, is that enough? And I started comparing her life to mine. And she was born in little Christchurch, New Zealand, in the bottom corner of the world back in 1916, and, you know, before all the toxins we have in the world today, growing all their own food on the property. And I was raised in Tokyo, Japan, which was a wonderful lifestyle. However, it was the height of manufacturing plants spewing out toxins. And so I realized I'm way more toxic than my grandmother ever was. And if I want to get on her path, I need to do something about that. So, I jumped in. I started learning about this supplement for the brain, as well as what toxicity is doing to our brain health and our physical health. And about four months later, my oldest daughter got a concussion in her first grade 12 soccer game of the season. And I wasn't working full time. And I realized she didn't have the cognitive ability with the concussion to go to her appointments with the physiotherapist and come home and tell me what they said she should do so that I could help ensure that happened. Because it, healing doesn't happen at the appointment. It's what you do in between the sessions, right? right? So I started going to the appointments with her, continuing to learn about the brain, the concussed brain, and supporting her. And two months later, I was driving to Vancouver, and I get a phone call from the high school that, could I go pick up my youngest daughter because she has a suspected concussion from grade eight gym class? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I literally looked out my windshield, out at the heavens and went, really? This is how you show me my path? Stop taking out my children. So now I'm going to two sets of appointments with two very different concussions and learning not only about concussions, but the healing journey and how the body can't heal in a stressed out state, as you alluded to earlier, and that people need more support on their healing journey. Because when you're trying to figure it all out on your own, it is stressful And you go online and you try to look up the information and there's so much information. You don't know which is correct, which isn't correct. And you stay in that stress state and the body doesn't heal. But when you have somebody guide you through and you can relax into that process, then the body can heal. So this is what I was doing with my daughters. And the great news is, is they both fully recovered. One of them recovered in about three months. The other one took a full year. However, they both fully recovered. And, I live in a small town, so people knew our story, and people were reaching out and asking me for help with their spouse's concussions, their children's concussions, their employees' concussions. And before long, I was invited to work at a holistic clinic in town that was opening. However, I couldn't get insurance to work there because I didn't have any certifications. And so I called a friend who was a life coach. And life coach had been bouncing around in my head since I'd been let go, but it hadn't ever landed. But I thought, oh, I guess this is the sign I need to do this. I called him and he said to me, you don't need to be a life coach. You need to be a health coach. And I went, what? What's that? (laughs) Never heard that term. But then I started looking up health coaching schools, found one that night that really aligned with me, spoke with them and started with their next cohort literally the following week. And I knew once I started that course, I knew that I had landed in my purpose. I had found my passion and I couldn't get enough. And I also started questioning, I'm in my 40s. Why don't I know this about my own body? And I realized, well, you've never went down the medical route for university. You did a commerce degree, and then you built a career, and you got married, and you raised children. When have you had time? And I realized how many other people don't know this about their own bodies either. And what if I could help people take all of this information and be able to then implement actionable steps into their life in order for them to be able to make better choices in regard to their health? Because people were, are just making choices, myself included, but we didn't know all the information. Right. And we were going with what was being fed to us by the food industry. That really doesn't care about our health. <laughs> right. Take care about and, the bottom line profits. <laughs> and the
0: whole, in the whole, people that we talk to, ourselves included, are all busy entrepreneurs and busy CEOs that don't take any time to really even read ingredients, or and it's a it's a lot of time to learn. That's why it's it nice is. to have a coach because exactly. you spend all the time. You know, I know I spent hours, weeks, days having to you know learn and search. And it just, and nobody has that time. And so exactly. they sacrifice their health for their wealth. And right. then when they get to their, you know, 60s and 70s and 80s and go, oh, shoot, I should have spent more time working out or with my family or, you know, going for walks and all the things, right? So that's why this conversation is, is so important. And you talk about releasing mental and emotional toxins, right? Yes, a lot about that.
1: I do. And I love to call myself the friendly toxin slayer, because I actually look at all four bodies, the spiritual, the mental, the emotional and the physical body. So you talked about, you know, doing a lot of cleanses back in the day. right? And I truly believe that the reason we have all the chronic illness in the world today is because we are toxic. And it's a toxic buildup of the chemicals that are in the water, the air that get in our food. We put them on our skin with our personal care products. They're in our cleaning supplies, et cetera, et cetera. Over 144,000 man-made chemicals have been introduced since World War II. That's 80 years.
0: It's shocking when people, when they see what these ingredients are. I mean, they, you know, like the things that they use from the war. And, yes. and, I mean, it's shocking. It really is. And and, you know, makes you really to kind of look at everything a different way. But, you know, your life is precious and it's so important to take the time to right, to look at those things. Exactly.
1: And, right. Because those toxins are just bogging down our body and our liver can't function the way that it's supposed to. It can't get them out anymore. So then it stores them to keep them out of our bloodstream. It's trying to do the right thing. Right. And it will store them in our fat closets. Well, our brain is largely fat. Our breasts in women are largely fat. And then anywhere else that we have fat on our body, it gets very toxic. And I don't know about you, but I don't want toxins running around in my brain or in my breasts. And all of that generates inflammation, right? And then that inflammation will trigger the switch to turn on the disease to something we're genetically predisposed to. Now, we used to think that our genes dictated our health outcomes, and that's not true. It's only 5 to 10% of the equation. It's the environment we create inside our body that dictates our health outcome. And so there's the physical toxins, but there's also the emotional toxins. Oh, yeah. All those emotions we've stuffed down and refused to feel because we've been taught not to feel them. You know, be a big boy, be a big girl, boys don't cry, all of those things. Don't show your emotion in public, et cetera, et cetera right? Don't bring your troubles to work. So all of those emotions that are stuffed down also start to trigger inflammation. And then we have the mental toxins. You can't do that. Who says you can do that? You're not good enough to do that. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Those conversations we have in our head. Ask yourself, if you talked to another human being the way you talk to yourself, would you have any friends? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Right? It's just this running commentary in the back of our head that is very rarely supportive.
0: Very rarely. And we meet to ourselves, really. Yes. Yep. Exactly. And those those trains of thoughts, they're magnetic. So you become what you think. Exactly. And, and, you know, where we're supposed to be spiritually is we're co-creators. You know, Mm -hmm. people go, Oh, the universe! What well, what created the universe? You're connected. You're supposed to be connected with that. You're supposed to be a co-created creator. But we've been diminished so much, right? That we think we're this little, you know, we're we're that we're this little small thing, and right? Ha- and our heart and mind have been disconnected, yeah, right? Where they're working against each other. So exactly. And I just thought you brought a really good point up, and it was it's in the intro too about that. You know, everybody's spending their whole life working for this money and that when they get to the end of the life that the average North American spends the last 10 years of their life, you know, in a nursing home. Right. And and the, the retirement and the planning, which I help a lot of people with how to stay out of a nursing home, not only mm-hmm. with their health, but with the wealth part. But that is it's like seeing the whole picture. And you've got up and you've got to see the whole picture. And that's why it's really cool because you can share that Mm -hmm. and show
1: people how they're processing it, right? Mm -hmm. How they they think Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. And we ask people to be present and live in the now. However, if we're going to be present and live in the now, we also have to recognize that our health is our greatest asset and to prioritize it and not just take it for granted. Because it's when we take it for granted that we end up spending 10 years in a nursing home. And that's not living. Once we're in the nursing home, we're not coming out, right? Right. What could you do with those 10 years? You know, my grandmother, she literally died in her sleep at two weeks past her 101st birthday in her own home. That's the way I want to go, right?
0: (laughs) She was enjoying
1: life right to the end. Right, right. As opposed to being in a nursing home with you know, multiple people caring for you, family visiting you, and you don't even remember who they are, for instance, right? Yeah. Or you can't go out and enjoy yes. life with them. Even going out to a restaurant with your family is hard because you don't have the mobility. And the cost of that is massive at $108,000 a year right now. And by 2030, which is only seven years away, that's forecast to be $141,000 a year. Over ten years, that's a million and a half. Oh, taking that my kind of money.
0: Got can- cancers. It's she was paying fifteen thousand dollars a month yes. for home care. Cause, yes. Because we don't put our family in a nursing home. Right. It's insane to go well, go through millions. A million dollars is not a lot of money.
1: It's right? not a lot of money, and. That brings up my next point is that $141,000 a year by 2030 is still only room and board. It's not your medical costs because that's individual to each person. So that's on top of the room and board charge. It's very very right. expensive when you have to, you know, pay for your health after it's gone sideways on you. It's far less expensive to choose to pay for your health up front. Doesn't go sideways on you. And I liken it to our car or our house. There are other, you know, recognized big assets in our lives. When that engine light turns on, you're calling the dealer to take your car in to find out what's wrong with it because you need your car. You don't want it to break down. And even if you don't didn't have that money budgeted in your monthly budget, you find the money to pay for the service for the car and get the car repaired. With our house. We do the same thing. We vacuum, we take out the garbage, we fix broken things, we renovate, we paint it, et cetera, et cetera. We buy a new refrigerator if we need a new refrigerator, even if that wasn't budgeted. But with our health, we very often tend to ignore our health and not invest in it and wait to get sick and then go to the doctor expecting them to make us better. And that's a lot of responsibility to put on another human being as well.
0: It's crazy why, you know, and it seems to be it's been that way in my life and uh, that it takes some sort of a catastrophic, like, you know, almost dying for me to Mm -hmm. to wake up or or Mm -hmm. for any of us to Mm. right. Like you had to go through the things with your daughters and your daughters became your blessing because now you get to not only they're all better, but you get to help everybody else and share that and you know, be a blessing and a joy to people. So exactly that's the magic, right? That's accessing, showing people how they can access, you know,
1: get Mm -hmm. to their inner magic of Mm -hmm. who they really are in their exactly. And to know and understand that the human body is such an incredible work of art or science, really, of creation, right? It is designed to self-heal when we create the environment for it to be able to do so. It is not designed to suffer, right? And so, however, we create these normalizations in society of things like it's completely acceptable to feel worse as you get older. And we write off aches and pains as aging, as opposed to why do I have this ache and pain? What is my body trying to tell me, right? Or we have seasonal allergies and we write, you know, we have symptoms, but we write it off as seasonal allergies. So we write them off as our genetics and we keep going and we don't stop and get curious about what our body is trying to tell us. Our symptoms are our body's way of talking to us and giving us those early warning signs. And it might just be like the gentle flutter of a butterfly to start off with. And if we don't pay attention now, it's a two by four. And if we still don't pay attention, watch out because it could be a wrecking ball and you land in hospital having surgery for something that didn't need right. to happen if you paid attention at the earlier stages and got curious about the way your body's talking to you. Engine light going on, flashing. Exactly. Exactly. Right? right. right. So that's why it ties engine back, engine. back in. Exactly. And so, so, it so I have really a... subtle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It gets yeah. subtle. It's very and subtle. You can catch it.
0: And you can catch it ahead of time, almost before it even starts to flash.
1: I bet you teach people about that, right? I do. And I liken it to a seesaw. You know, if you're just a little bit off center, the movement's just a little bit. It doesn't take much effort to come back into center. But if you're way out here on the end and your symptoms are bigger, it takes a lot more effort to come back into center, right? And that's what's happening in today's world, because we are so stressed out, we're sleep deprived, we're not getting the nutrition that we truly need, particularly if we're eating a highly processed diet. And so our body is deficient, it's depleted in, you know, vitamins and minerals that are really needed. And it's got overload and toxins, it's got, you know, our stress levels are out of whack. And so the body can't heal itself with so many imbalances and deficiencies. And so, yes, the work that I do is helping people discover these imbalances and deficiencies. I run functional medicine labs that get mailed to people's homes so we can see what's going on inside the body. Where is this? So we can bring the body back into balance and it will heal itself. I'm not a doctor. I don't diagnose. I don't cure. I simply look for the toxicities. I look for the deficiencies and guide the body back into balance. And then it will heal itself.
0: So you literally... With with your clients, you actually customize. It's not like a one size fits all, but you look at, you do a whole assessment and right. And then fully customized. Yes. Right. And why do you think that, you know, I know we're all busy and I think the priority of our health, when you have health, you almost don't even realize how valuable it is.
1: Exactly. You don't know what you have until it's gone, right? Exactly. And I think that happens just because, again, it's something that as a society, we've been taught. If you get sick, go to the doctor, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being taught, this is what you can do to help not get sick. There's very little prevention that is taught through our education system or our public health systems. If we go back to ancient China or ancient India, it's fascinating. The doctors didn't get paid if their villagers got sick. Right. love that, right? Yeah. Because the doctors were really motivated to educate the villagers about staying healthy. We don't have that today. No. It's, it's a seven-minute appointment with your doctor and it's all about money. Big Pharma wants those doctors to give you a prescription to cover up your symptoms. And then the body goes, no, that's not what I wanted. So it gives you a new symptom. And then you go back to the doctor That gives you a new prescription for the next symptom. And before you know it, people are on eight, 10, 12 different medications with all sorts of side effects.
0: Right. And you listen to some of the side effects are like I may cause death or heart
1: attack or and I knew those ads come on TV. I have to like stop do this.
0: I know, you kidding me? (laughs) No. I saw that when I first went to the doctor and they couldn't figure out why I was having headaches. So it's like, mm-hmm. take this, take that. And they gave me three different things. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. This is right. And, but like you said, we're trained to, and everything is moving so fast. You yes. literally have to put it on your calendar to take the time out. Now, yes, absolutely. I know there's a lot of technology that you know, some of it's good and some of it's not so good on. And what kind of tools or resources are you using in this world that is changing so fast for health?
1: Well, as I mentioned, I'm using functional medicine labs, which are a series of different labs that now get mailed to your home. And they use a urine sample, a a saliva sample, a hair tissue sample, as well as some blood spots. So you get a little lancet and you can prick your finger and drip blood onto the card. And from that, we can get so much information as to what's going on in your body right. that your mainstream medical doctor doesn't get. They you still do. should do your annual blood work with your medical doctor because knowing your numbers is really important because when you know your numbers, you get the early warning of where things are starting to shift, right? right. With right. Having access to all this additional information is really powerful information to have as well. So in addition to that, um, I love to use, as you mentioned earlier, hypnosis, which isn't a technology per se, it's using the power of our mind. And I teach self-hypnosis as well as hypnosis designation courses for coaches and practitioners that want to use hypnosis one-to-one with their clients. And what I really love about it is that with hypnosis, we are simply using the state of trance that we all spend 95% of our day in any way to give suggestions to our unconscious mind as to what we want to achieve, the behavioral change that we want to achieve, the outcome that we want. And all learning, all change, all behavior happens in the unconscious mind. So when we try to do it consciously, we're relying only on willpower and it doesn't work. Because, and we know that, I should say, because. of people have fallen off their New Year's resolution by the end of January, right? Right. But when we instead change the neurology in the unconscious mind to have that outcome, it's quick and it happens and it lasts. Right. And you get 10,000 times more focus on what you're working on when you tap into that. Now, I say we spend 95% of our day in trance. Have you ever driven from point A to point B? You get to point B and you don't. Remember the last ten minutes of the drive. Yep, that's trance, right? Or maybe you have your, you know, you're going out and you have your car keys in your hand, except you don't realize that. And you're walking around asking your family, "Where are the car keys? Where are the car keys?" You pick them up from where they normally are in a state of trance, and then the conscious mind doesn't remember, so now it's looking for them, right? Or the classic is this one: "Okay, just a minute, Susie, do you know where my phone is? I can't find my phone. I need my phone." And we're talking on it, saying, "I can't find my phone." We've yeah. all done that, too, because we're in trance, right? So the yeah. brain knows how to go into trance. And with hypnosis, we're just using that state to effect great outcomes as a result, rather than just being in the state of trance, right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Very cool. Tell everybody how they can get in contact with you. Um, you did have a free gift that you mentioned, right?
1: Yes. So I have my Discover Your Toxic Load quiz. And this quiz helps people start to create awareness around those symptoms that they haven't really had awareness of because they've been so subtle. And it's a question just asking about all these different symptoms. And then it'll give you a score to show you how toxic you are. And it will probably be high because we live in a toxic world. And that's okay. Now you know that, you know, you can do something about it you can get those toxins out, bring your inflammation levels down, and create an environment in your body that is inhospitable to disease. So that quiz is on my website on the homepage. My website is yourguidedhealthjourney.com. And you can also go to the training tab at the top, and you'll see the different courses that I teach if you're interested in Doing a detox program with me, I teach a course around it, or learning self hypnosis. So you have that skill to be able to use and implement in your daily life. You can have that. So all my programs are under that training tab there.
0: This is such a fabulous thing that, you know, CEOs and entrepreneurs can give to their to the folks that work with them too. Absolutely. Cuz this saves money when you it feel it does, good, right? And everybody's at a higher level and interact, you know, interacting with each other from a happy, joyful, healthy place
1: and less stressed, which means they're more productive. <laughs>
0: exactly. Exactly. It's wonderful. Yes. So again, the website is for everybody to go to
1: yourguidedhealthjourney.com. Your
0: Guided. Perfect. Perfect. Well, it has been a joy talking about health as wealth. And I want to encourage everybody to check it out and take time for yourself. I mean, that's really important. And that's a way that you'll be able to give back because you'll be functioning at your best, right?
1: I love that. It's very, very true. I have a saying that says self-care is the most selfless act because it allows you to show up and give the world the best of you instead of what's left of you.
0: Oh, that's perfect. That best of you, that's what's left of you. Hey, that sounds like a song. All right. We will see you next time. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks for having me. There's so much to learn about healthy money. I hope today's discussion brings you one step closer to securing and protecting your future. So you can get started on the right foot Go to meetwithchrissmiller.com and schedule your free financial fitness strategy session. Thank you for listening, and please subscribe to Money 911 so you don't miss our next episode, which includes health, wealth, and peace of mind.